Hi everyone, welcome to Straight Talk Nursing School. <laughs> that sounded so fake. The internet's greatest repository of nursing school complaints and uh, just a couple guys that like to bitch and moan about their nursing program and tell you all the reasons why you should not do nursing. That's, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but... Eh. You know, I feel like we don't complain as much as I like to say that we do. Maybe. <laughs> no, never mind. I'm going to move on. This is a terrible intro. I'm Tyler, one of the two guys that likes to complain. The other guy is Alex, and he is not here today because today is a very special episode. And by special, I mean it's uh, we, we've reached the point in the podcast where we're doing the things that we said we're not about. I usually say this is not a place for tips or tricks or top 10 lists, but that's basically what you're going to get <laughs> with this round of uh, straight talk nursing school. And the reason for that is because it's summertime, so I don't really have anything to complain about because there's <laughs> nothing going on. We have our summer off. So I figured, hey, I'll do one of the regular kind of nursing podcast things where we, t we pick like a subject that's related to nursing school and and just give our opinions about it because we're definitely experts in the field uh <laughs> the this time around i might do a few more of these this summer haven't decided yet i don't even know if i'm gonna keep this one because it goes against everything that we believe in here at straight talk so you can feel free to email the show calling us sellouts uh, that's stocknursing at gmail.com s-t-a-l-k nursing at gmail.com Write in. Tell me how much this is a garbage, you know, we're going against our uh, grassroots operation here by talking about these kinds of things, which, uh, as you can see by the title of the episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about some reasons I think people fail out of nursing school, uh, common reasons that it happens. Eh. It's my opinion, so, well, I guess, let me finish the intro first. So, stocknursing at gmail.com. That's how you can write into the show. Please do that. Give me things to talk about so I don't have to talk about these things instead, like why people fail. Uh, and if you want to call into the show, leave a voicemail. I, no one's going to pick up the phone. The number to call is 860-578-8293. That's 860 860- Five seven eight eight two nine three. Call the show. Leave a voicemail. Tell us what's going on. If it's good or bad or ugly, yeah, it's cool, man. We just want to hear from you, all all of you, the seven people that listen to the, to the podcast. As I was saying, why do people fail out of nursing school? It's uh, it's like a stigma that sits around programs that um, if you do any kind of research into nursing before you get into it, or I guess when you are in it, you'll probably find no shortage of uh, podcasts or articles or forum posts, if people still use forums, of uh, people saying, oh, I, uh, our program started out with 65 people and we graduated with 16 people or something like that. You know, you have these horror stories of mass extinctions of, ex of students from nursing programs because why? Was it too hard? Was, were the teachers or professors 
not any good? Was it a mix of these things? Stick around and find out. I guess I would cut to a commercial break if we had sponsors. <laughs> I I kind of picked the top three things that, uh, two of which I'm pretty sure are really big reasons that people, common reasons that people drop out. Uh, the third of which might surprise you. And of course, for dramatic effect and to keep you listening, I'm going to save that one for the end. Then again, these are podcasts, so you can actually just skip the first two because you're, you're going to hear them and you're going to say, oh, duh. Okay, uh, and if you've listened to other nursing podcasts, which I do recommend, by the way, uh, something like nursing.com's podcast or Real Talk School of Nursing, I'm sure they've talked about it too. Uh, the, these are common things that you'll see, uh, you'll hear, and reasons why people fail. So if you want to hear another person's opinion on why these are important, stick around. And one little side note before we really dive into these things, too. I want to point out, um, I'm not going to be talking about major life events outside of nursing school being the cause that somebody fails out. Uh, that's going to be something that is, uh, it's too uh, unique, I guess, to include as like a one of these kind of three reasons that, I'm trying to keep it like academically failing out of nursing school not uh some major life event whatever fill in the blank in your own head happens causing somebody to fail out that's absolutely possible it's it probably also another pretty common reason people fail out uh i know i've heard john hawes at nrs and nursing mention in the past that nursing school is hard but managing everything outside of nursing school while in it is harder something along those lines so I'm going to kind of say that now as, I guess, like an honorable mention before <laughs> going into the three that I decided to talk about. Just know that, yeah, that's also a thing that is always the specter looming over your shoulder of something major in life might happen, whatever that is, causing someone to fail out. That being said, let's move on before diving into the three, some, some, three reasons why people fail out of nursing school. The first of which is going to be, I think, the most important one, the most common one that I've heard and that I've seen in our program is time management. Yeah, that's it. You can turn the podcast off now. Like I said, these are pretty common. Time management. Alex and I have talked about it on the show. Um, it's just such a huge factor of how successful your nursing school is going to be. Um the time management is going to be the thing that gets you if if anything um but i forgot to mention something though let me rewind a hair and if you're a new listener this is kind of scatterbrained i know i'm thinking it now as i'm talking i'm like jumping all over the place it'll get better as the episode goes on <laughs> yeah that's usually what happens at the start is i kind of and once i get targeted in zeroed on a on a subject, then we'll get, we'll coast. But until then, it's going to be kind of a rocky start. So let me step back. And before I talk about any of this stuff, I want to preface it with um, something that I was thinking about the other day. That is to say that 
I'm going to say it once. I'm going to say it at the beginning so I don't have to keep repeating it throughout the episode. Otherwise, I will. All of these things I'm going to talk about are entirely circumstantial. They may or may not apply to you or people that you know or your program or not your program or, you know, every situation is unique. That's what it comes down to. Every situation is unique. And if I don't say this now and I don't point it out at the beginning, I'm going to just have to repeat it over and over again when I talk about stuff like, oh, this might not apply to you, of course. So, yes, every situation is unique. These might or might not apply to you, people you know, etc. Just keep that in mind. Mm, send me your nasty emails. Uh, I've, I've covered that base. Now, back to time management. Time management is so critical to your success in nursing school that we have found. And this is something that I, maybe I should preface with this too, that I've heard other people talk about because I've said that like eight times already. Time management is going to be something you're going to want to work on uh, before you're in your nursing program, preferably. And if you are in it and you're just now finding that out, uh, you're going to want to get good at it quick because that seems to be, in my opinion, uh, the bulk of the issues that might arise is time management. And of course, your program is probably not very helpful on this front either because nursing schools, going back to that stigma thing of people dropping out, they also seem to have a stigma where the professors are in the know that nursing school is supposed to be this crucible of uh, just a hellscape that you have to deal with for two, four, six, however many years your program is. And so it's not like the professors are uh, unaware of this. Ours have been pointing it out since the beginning. I mean, they would send us emails before the program even started saying like, hey, if you have a job, you're not going to want to do that. These are very heavy classes. They're going to take a lot of your time. The chances of you failing if you are working are considerably higher than the chances of you failing if you're not. And so they, they don't hide the ball in this sense, but um, it's still something to know going into it that your time management, and that's however that's going to work for you. Some people do calendars. Some people do the journals that they forced us to do in junior high and high school I mean not high school but I remember having like a student journal in uh I want to say sixth or seventh grade where it wasn't like a journal write down your feelings thing it was a journal like like a ledger <laughs> you had to oh I have an assignment due this day and uh I have this class more and they would check your journal like every Friday to see if you were actually filling it out and you would get points for doing it uh, and no points for not doing it. Like, it was actually a graded thing. I was like, dude, this is not a thing that people like to do. I tried using a journal like that at the start of my program because I knew that time management and organization and all that was going to be hand-in-hand uh, hand and a big deal, and I still hated it. I stopped doing it. I think I did it for maybe three, four days before I just realized this is not how I manage my time. And as you can, if you might be getting, I went into nursing school knowing that the time management was going to be a thing, but I didn't really have a good strategy on how to do it. 
and it took me a little while to kind of get used to it. I think, honestly, being online helped with it because we didn't have the time blocks of lectures and uh, I need to make sure I drive to the campus and I have to get there on time. Being online was good for some things, that being one of them. The time management, I do think, was a little easier because most everything I was doing was at home. So that knocked out a lot of variables as far as time goes. So you're going to have to do that for yourself. And if you already know that, fantastic. Do it. Hopefully it still works for you. If it doesn't adjust, at least you know how to learn how to manage your time. And uh, really, that's what it's going to come down to. I think that's a huge reason that people do drop out. And it's because there's just too many other things going on that make managing their time for school more difficult to the point of failure, which is such a shame. Um, One gal from our program that I can remember was in this exact situation. She was, there was too much stuff going on at home with the kids also being at home for school. uh, So that didn't help. And just between home the kids life in general and nursing school it just reflected too uh, poorly on grades and uh, that ended up she dropped out I hope she comes back in the fall uh, I hope she comes back with the next cohort if she can um, maybe when things are opened back up she has she was a great person I'm trying to reminiscing in the memories now man (laughs) i miss her she was cool um so yeah time management that's going to be one of your big reasons something you want to get under control as quick as you can so that for the rest of the program you are able to maintain that and you're not having to juggle hot potatoes every time something else comes on your plate whether that's like i said calendars journal there's one person that I know in our group that uh, I don't know how they do this, but they're saying that they uh, schedule their entire day into 10 minute increments. That to me, <laughs> like I got different strokes. I If it works for you, awesome. Just listening to that made me want to pull my own hair out though I that just sounds way too extreme but it it worked because that person is still in the program so at least on that side of things that worked for them great fantastic for me oh no and speaking of which before I move on to the second of the three reasons which is going to be adjusting to nursing style questions and uh, grades overall because obviously, if your grade's not there, you're going to fail. That's how it works. We'll get to that in a sec. That's your your little teaser. Something I want to mention before moving on, uh, I mentioned organization skills. I want to point out that while organization and time management are connected, they're not necessarily the same thing. And I am one of the most unorganized people I've ever known met and also quite humble the the, 
my organization skills have always been just hot garbage going all as far back as I can remember. I've never been good at organizing things in a way that is uh, presentable to others. I know where my things are. I know where I keep information and how to get to it. It's the, it's the age old husband and wife thing. I've got piles of crap all over the place and I know what's in each pile of crap. But if my wife comes through behind me and cleans up the pile of crap, I don't know where stuff is anymore. I'll say, Hey, where's that tape measure? I knew where it was. And she says, I put it where it's supposed to be. I was like, I don't know where it's supposed to be. What, what the hell does that mean? Nursing school, marital, straight talk, marital conflicts. Now, it's uh, it's that kind of organized chaos thing is what has worked for me. And although I have heard otherwise, I will say that it has worked for me in nursing school. I haven't failed yet. So (laughs) if you're not an extremely organized, rigid per... Oh, that was rude. I don't mean to say rigid like you're a stick in the mud. I just mean like rigid organization. You don't... It is not a guarantee that you're going to fail out of nursing school because you don't color code your notes or have sectioned... uh, binders for different uh, sections of different classes or whatever fill in the blank point is I have three binders for different classes so I do split that up it's not just a you know uh, cacophony of papers and noises and whatever but I'm not very organized my time is still managed properly and I'm not failed out so if you're that kind of person that I would have looked for that when I was uh, getting ready for school. I'd like to hear, I would have liked to have heard, hey, you don't have to be extremely organized in order to succeed. You can still make do with what you got if you're an unorganized person. That being said, I think you'll have a better time if you are organized in some areas. Now, adjusting to nursing style questions, moving on the grades. Find out how your program grades your uh, classes. I don't obviously, I mean, I've only been in the one program I'm in, so I don't really have a frame of reference for other styles. So I don't know if there's programs that are paper heavy grade wise, as opposed to being test heavy grade wise, or if you have the majority of your grade comes from assignments instead of tests. Ours is tests being the uh, main portion of your grade. A huge portion of your grade, actually, is your testing scores. So, on that front, if you've done your research into nursing school or you're in nursing school, you have seen that nursing programs tend to use NCLEX-style questions for their tests, and that's to prepare you for the NCLEX. You've likely heard or seen that these types of questions are not the same that uh, you've been used to up through prerequisites unless I guess I'm not going to say it. I already did my thing at the beginning. (laughs) I have to now. Everyone's unique, but the whole uh, nursing style question being its own monster is true. 
and it takes some getting uh, used to. So let me just say, if I was a pre-nursing student right now listening to this, I would not spend a ton of time prepping for nursing school by studying and doing stuff over the summer or fall, whenever your program starts. Uh, Don't waste your free time that you have getting prepared. Uh, It's not a waste, but you know what I mean. You will have time to spend to study all you like you trust me it will come so enjoy what you have but um i would look at NCLEX style questions you can find videos on youtube i am sure that registered nurse rn or uh oh gosh i don't that's really the main one that i know maybe nurse blake i bet that guy's got some NCLEX style question videos uh even if he's more comedy um you can find it for free or you can find it paid. Uh, nursing.com, not a sponsor, uh, but I use them. Formerly in our SNG, they have an entire course that's dedicated to how to answer NCLEX style questions. And I can guarantee you, if you look that up before you see them and need to know how to answer them properly in your first test, you'll probably fare better than you would if you didn't. And I've got a story for you, kids. Hey, go ahead and uh, take a seat. Uh. This dude that I knew, I used to work with him when I worked as a a CNA. His name was Zach. Awesome guy. He was super buff, for one. Like, he was jacked. I was like, God, this guy's in great shape. I respect you, sir, because I am not. And uh, (laughs) you got kids, too? Oh, dang. How do you do it? Anyway, Zach was also working as a CNA, but at the time that I met him... He was just starting the last year of the same program that I was that I'm in now. That at the time I was still working on my prerequisites for the class or for the program, and so I was trying to pick his brain of like, okay, let me get as much info as I can before I apply to this program because that's been my modus operandi for ever. More and more info, please, before I make any decisions. <laughs> And he was telling me that uh, he did go into it basically blind. Um, he just did his classes, whatever he needed to do, applied, showed up the first day. He didn't listen to any kind of podcasts or watch videos or anything to prep for nursing school other than the prereqs. And he was a straight A student throughout his entire education. Straight A 4.0 guy. I mean, bright. He's a smart dude. And on his first nursing school exam he got a d which uh (laughs) you know to me you just you just stab the knife in there in the in the second intercostal space and twist it right when i hear that i'm like ah i'm getting straight a's too does this mean i'm also gonna get a shit is it just fate that everyone has a shit grade on their first test and the answer is no (laughs) and a big part of that i attribute to all the preparation that i did um beforehand listening to podcasts and looking up this kind of stuff so I kind of knew what to expect on a nursing style question and I suggest you guys do the same if you're listening and you haven't started or whatever it is um the nursing videos are pretty good about it nursing.com and that they kind of uh if you understand what they are teaching you there is a chance that even if you don't know the right, if you have zero idea about the 
uh, right answer. Like you don't, you don't even have a clue. You got four choices or God forbid six choices uh, or whatever for select all that apply. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to ignore that for now. You got four choices. You can at least narrow it down just by assessing the question, assessing the answers. Even if you don't know what it's talking about, the chances that you can eliminate at least one answer are pretty good. So understanding what the questions are looking for and whatnot, it's good. It's important. It'll really help your grades. And this is why I think some people fail out is that it takes some time. It can take some time for people to adjust to the style of questions. And if your grade requires you to meet a certain benchmark in order to be considered passing, which is pretty much every nursing program I've ever heard of, you know, there's no, it's not a 70%. It's always like, oh, we have to get a 74 or a 78 or an 80 or higher. Some I've heard if you spend a few tests, if that's the majority of that grade, figuring out how to answer these questions and do it well, you may reach a point of, uh, I guess, no return in that you're, the chances of you bumping that grade up to a passing level are very slim and you'd have to absolutely crush whatever you got left in the term. And so you don't want to get to that position, obviously. So learn how to answer those type of questions. Like I said, you can find videos for free on YouTube, guaranteed. You can also pay for it and have it all in one easy to access space like nursing or, or whatever. That's just the one I know. I know I mention them a lot. That's because of uh, Ben and Greg at Real Talk School of Nursing. Uh, thanks, guys. And I think that's uh, pretty much wraps that up. Give, uh, make sure that you know how to answer those questions. And uh, one last thing, you don't have to spend years researching like uh, like Gandalf between uh, when Bilbo you know, goes invisible at the birthday party and when he comes back to assess the ring, you don't have to spend years in a library and over the ends of the earth looking for answers. Just look at it a couple times. Like I said, don't don't spend all your free time over the summer or whatever beforehand because you, our, our instructors, I'm, I'm getting back into it now, our instructors also didn't hide this ball in our program. Some might, I guess, Ours were pretty open about it, too, about nursing-style questions. They were not, like, trying to keep it a secret or anything by any means. I mean, they told you from the, basically from the start, like, hey, these are different questions than you're used to. You're going to need to learn how to answer them. There was never a, uh, a class or a lecture or anything that was uh, all about how to answer those questions, it was mostly just offhand remarks from different professors and different faculty members that were just saying like, hey, by the way, these are different questions. You need to look at, you know, read the question and blah, blah. They, they never taught us how to answer, but they did tell us in uh, multiple different uh, situations. Where, so it wasn't hidden. You'd probably see it beforehand, uh, before your first test, I would hope. But again, just look at it. I'm going to move on <laughs> to the third one, the the one that you've been waiting for since the beginning because I talked it up as being like a weird one that this might not be very um, 
common, or it could be, I guess. I don't really know. But it was something that I had never considered until it was probably towards the end of the second term of my program, I think, when I found out that people failed out of clinical. Um, they were doing fine on everything, but they failed out of clinical. And from what I understand, these are going to be... These are probably very complex situations with multiple sides uh, to the story, right? What what I was told was that this person was just refusing to do stuff at their clinical placements. Like they were just flat out saying, no, I'm not going to do that. Which if that was the case, then that's, I mean, shocker, right? You, you do have to do things. You're not just standing around. At least that's not how it works at our place. So that may or may not be what happened. Of course, I wasn't there, all that kind of crap, right? But I had just never even considered that people would fail out of clinical. I I was worried from the start about the skills side of things. I've probably talked about it on the show. I've always been slow to pick up new hands-on skills. So, But that wasn't clinical so much. That was more me being worried about not getting proficient quick enough to be able to pass like a skills check off or something. Um, which ended up being not really a big deal. And after the first term, I was like, okay, if it's like this the rest of the way, I'm not concerned about this. And I didn't even know that we were being graded at our clinical settings. Like looking back, it seems kind of obvious uh, that we would be <laughs> like, I don't know really, uh, why I wouldn't have thought that I was just, uh, naive, I guess. But I just showed up and was doing work just like uh, anything that I could do I would at least watch if not get involved where I felt like I could or where policy said that I could or could not you know I would just kind of show up follow the nurse around and then do what I had to do right I mean I, I, I just never really thought about clinical as a graded performance I just kind of showed up and did stuff and then found out at the end of the term uh they were like hey we're gonna sit down and do your evaluations for the uh for the term and i said oh we were being evaluated shit i guess that makes sense but i i didn't know and then yeah i sat down instructor was like ah you're doing great good job here's all the places that we've been grading and here's what you know i was like did I just miss like a lecture or something at the beginning of the term or like an orientation where i was told about this because I feel I didn't know that I was being graded in these ways. And like, uh, I'm, I must have just not read something that they sent out. I don't, I really don't know. Now I know. And, uh, looking back, I should have known, but, um, this person that had failed out and, uh, and this isn't the only person that I heard about either. Uh, at least three people that I know of in our program alone failed because of clinicals. And it was just something I'd never considered. And so I, I still don't know all the ins and outs of the situations and why and how and what might have happened. I could see um, performing dangerous, uh, dangerous tasks or things that you're not supposed to do or things without a nurse or your instructor. Like I could see that being a, uh, a one-way ticket out of a program. But I don't know if they consider that a failure or if they consider that like an eviction. I don't know if there's a difference. Uh, and I hope that I never know. <laughs> but um, 
I don't know. I it was just something that I thought of to talk about in this episode because I didn't really hear that from other podcasts. So that'll make me unique, right? Tell your friends, oh, street talk, nursing school, they talk about the weird stuff in their episodes that don't exist because uh, they don't talk about why people fail at topics like this. They just talk about what's going on in their program, man. They don't have episodes that talk about subjects and like answer questions and stuff. No, that's not what they're about, man. (laughs) Yeah. So there you kind of have it. I mean, it was kind of a weaker one, if I do say so. I don't have a lot to say about failing out of clinical. I guess if you were to take anything away from this, it would be to look up uh, policies or find out that information that I was saying that I didn't know um, about how you are supposed to perform at clinicals or if there are certain uh, areas of clinical that you're kind of supposed to focus on um and make sure you know that going in so that you can do your best to ensure that you're not missing any of those points uh but like i said i mean kind of comes back to me being a little unorganized i had no fucking clue and i just showed up and did work and everything was fine so i was never told that i was at risk of not meeting any requirements or anything like that so it wasn't that big of a deal well, once I found out, I was like, shit, I should have known this. <laughs> this is kind of a big deal, huh? Uh, anyway, those are three things to think about moving forward. I know this was a little long for what the subject is, but I'm trying to fill some space. I want to fill your ear holes with our podcast over the summer while we have time. I don't think I'm going to do more episodes like this once the term begins in the fall, because I can tell you now we're going to be busy. Um and we will probably go back to the same shit that we've done where it's basically one episode per term, which kind of sucks. I I miss being able to talk more often, but it's so hard to get Alex here and uh, can go back to that time management thing and work our schedules to get together at Straight Talk Studios here and record because, you know... What I don't want to do is call him on the phone and say, oh, let's just talk and then I'll record it. That just sounds like crap. We we have a professional gold standard recording studio set up here at my house, the Straight Talk Studios, where you're hearing my, uh, my tones right now. It's not that nice, <laughs> but it is kind of a pain. So I'll probably do another episode like this, maybe two by the end of the summer, if I have the... Um, the inkling to do it again. Like I kind of got a wild hair earlier this week. That's where this episode really came from. I was like, you know what? These are it's weird times. I don't have anything going on. I can talk about this kind of stuff, right? I'll name this like a different episode title or something. So it's not a official, uh, air quotes, straight talk episode, I guess. I don't know why I'm making such a big deal out of it. I'm just talking about shit, man. And, uh, hopefully you've been here to listen. If you have, thank you. Uh, good luck with wherever you're at in your in your nursing school journey. Big takeaways. Time management. Adjust to those nursing style questions. Look them up. Find out how to answer them. There are, there are tricks to, to answering these questions. Some of which are pretty... The questions themselves are obvious about. Reading them. Bolded words. Right? You see something that's like, oh, what should the nurse do 
first and first is in big bold capitalized letters some of them are pretty obvious like that some of them less not so obvious failing out of clinical find out what your clinicals are supposed to be where you're supposed to be focusing so that you can do that and you're not going into it like an idiot like yours truly check that out hopefully you're uh staying afloat with whatever you're doing good luck and we'll catch you down the road on the next episode of straight talk nursing school if you want to get a hold of the show one more time stocknursing at gmail.com that's s-t-a-l-k nursing at gmail.com call in 860-578-8293 that's 860-578-8293 operators are standing by have a great rest of your whatever time of year you're listening take care